0: You know, Labor's industrial relations bill is a bit like a Christmas carol. On the first day of Christmas, Senators David Pocock and Jackie Lambie split the legislation with a private senator's bill. On the second day of Christmas, the Teals said they weren't going to be rushed into reading 100 new amendments. On the third day of Christmas, the Minerals Council and the big lobbyists converged on Capitol Hill. And now, on the final joint sitting day of Parliament this year, the industrial relations minister, Tony Burke, gave the crossbench four calling birds.
1: All four of the measures that were in my bill, that were part of the private members' bills that Senators Lambie and Pocock moved, all of that can be done today. Criminalising industrial manslaughter, reforms to Comcare, making wage theft a crime and closing the labour hire loophole can be done today.
0: The Australian Council of Trade Union Secretary, Sallig McManus, joins me. Obviously, you would take this as an early Christmas present for Australian workers, I assume?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's an early Christmas present um, on the eve of Christmas. Uh, Essentially, what happened is uh, the crossbench and uh, Labor agreed to pass uh, a large part of that closing loopholes bill. And the big bits that got added to it are new rights for Labor hire workers, and um, protections against people having their wages stolen, and finally, a whole raft of better safety laws. So, yeah, that's pretty good. People need every bit of help they can get at the moment with the cost of living.
0: But when I spoke to your union president, Michelle O'Neill, last month, she argued the whole bill was urgent and that the whole omnibus bill should have passed. I mean, do you accept now that this was not politically viable?
1: Uh, Look, listen, we still want the whole lot passed. If we got to choose it, we'd say that everything should have been passed today. But unfortunately, we don't control everything. And the fact that um, large sections of it passed uh, are a good thing. What was proposed by the crossbench before were um, four small elements. The fact now that the um, large parts of it, like the labour hire parts and criminalising wage theft, that makes it um, a different scenario. Having said that, um, we won't rest until all of it's passed. We can't leave truckies and casual workers and gig workers behind. And it's really good to hear both the government and the crossbench talk um, you know, positively about that being the first order of business next year.
0: One of the big holdouts in terms of lobby groups against these changes was the Minerals Council and Chief Executive Tanya Constable says the Albanese government has declared war against the resources sector and the laws uh, would render some mining projects unviable. Will measures like the same job and same uh, pay affect productivity?
1: problem is when you start turning criticism up to 10 out of 10, you've got nowhere to go. And the fact, and I've heard her today, and it's 10 out of 10, that's for sure. She's essentially saying that mines will close in Australia. Now, I can tell you, those big mining companies are doing very, very well out of mining in Australia. A lot of them are getting away with also not paying much tax, For them, the extra bit of money they're going to have to pay their workers is a drop in the ocean. I get it. She's paid um, by them to go and make those arguments. But, you know, really, there's no way way to sort of escalate your language once you sort of say things like that.
0: What about um, Andrew McKellar, the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry Chief Executive? He argued that a range of vital industries rely on labour hire, including healthcare, construction, manufacturing and hospitality. Uh, With this same job, same pay, measure. Could expenses now be ultimately passed on to consumers?
1: Well, um, no, I don't believe so because it mainly affects um, workers that are in mining and also Qantas. These two companies are doing all that. That industries are doing very, very well. It's actually a very limited impact, actually. The, The main impact of this is it will stop employers in the future using labour hire to cut um, pay so you know maybe they're looking into the future i don't know but thing is is that these people say exactly the same thing every time we argue to put up the minimum wage they say shops are going to shut, you know, businesses will close down, jobs will be lost. Every single year they say that. Last year when workers got better rights, they said it's going to be the end of the economy. And none of it's true. None of it turns out to be true. And they're saying the same old thing again. Sort of a bit tiring and you think maybe they need to sort of brush up on new lines.
0: But but are you saying that you trust these employers not to pass on these costs to um, consumers? I'd be surprised if that's what you're saying.
1: Well, I mean, in the case of um, uh, the mining companies, you know, most of those consumers are actually other governments um, overseas. So I don't – what will happen there is that workers in regional Australia will get paid more and their families It'll in those communities, those regional communities will do better. So that's the case there. In terms of Qantas, I think the amount it will cost to pay Flight attendants properly because it's that's the big area that um, Alan Joyce sort of designed um, to cut pay would probably be you know equate his bonuses so you know these companies I, I guess it's true you know you can't hide hold up a high level of trust but really Qantas has got to sort of think about let's moving on from the old era and saying okay well we're not going to try and find every little loophole we can to you know, push down prices, push down service, et cetera, et cetera, and start building trust. So I don't think it's in Qantas's interest to be um – Uh, hurting the customer any more than it is hurting workers anymore.
0: With the first tranche of measures passing in Labor's uh, decision to split its industrial relations omnibus bill today, Sally McManus is the Secretary of the ACTU. Uh, As for the opposition, Shadow Minister for Employment and Workplace Relations Senator Michaelia Cash described today's splitting of the bill as a quote dirty deal and the government should have waited for a Senate inquiry to release its report in February. What could be in that report which may have affected today's events. Does she have a point?
1: Um, no. macalia um, Cash's first um, point, main point today when she got up in Parliament and I watched it is that, you know, the, the coalition will be always on the side of employers. And I just think that that's what she's doing. Um, she's arguing what they want her to argue. In terms of the Senate inquiry, well, uh, there's been five Senate hearings. Um, I sat through a whole lot of them. Essentially, what happened is the uh, mining companies like couldn't defend in my view what they were doing and you had workers you know whether they are meat workers or whether they're flight attendants or whether they're miners, just ordinary australians like getting up and saying well this is the truth and i think that the crossbench could see right through it like and i think that they were just sick of um being harangued by the mining industry and also all the ads they've been running, which are really just fear and lies in our view, like the claims they will be making in the ads, which apparently they've spent 24 million on, are really just subjecting people to a whole lot of fear based on nothing.
0: But to be fair, Senator Cass also pointed out that the coalition doesn't oppose some of these measures passing today. and And I do wonder if these measures... Other low-hanging fruit, does Labor risk the remaining measures landing in the too-hard basket next year? I mean, are you confident that the second tranche of reforms will pass?
1: I think probably the hardest one was actually the Labor hire one. That was the one that was uh, most fiercely fought um, by business. The ones next year have to do with rights for gig economy workers. Already some of the big employers there, like Uber, have said that they are supportive of, of, of those changes. They're actually pretty modest. Like some countries are saying, we're just going to make all those workers employees. That's not what's happening here. And so probably those companies think, well, we're better off with this and what might what, what might happen instead terms of casual workers we will just give people the choice, the choice if they want to have a permanent job if they work permanent hours. So pretty, um, you know, um, changes that any sensible person would support. For truck drivers, this is a really important thing, but also it's supported by employers in the industry. So um, truck drivers aren't put under the pressure that they have been by some of the big companies to cut corners. And obviously that's led to a a lot of deaths on our roads. And so I think the changes next year are absolutely essential um, for all of those workers and will make a difference for everyone if employers just can't make people casual. Mind you, I thought all of it was reasonable, but the big thing that was really fought was the labour hire and that's now out of the way.
0: Sally McManus is the Secretary of the Australian Council of Trade Unions. I do appreciate your time and uh, thank you for coming and joining me on RN Drive throughout 2023. Have a Merry Christmas. Thanks for your
1: time. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you as well. See you.